On today's episode, I talk with OCA Hall of Famer and current OBU offensive coordinator and assistant coach, Greg Gothard. Coach Gothard's impact on the kids he coaches reaches far past the playing field. Everyone I've asked about Coach Gothard says the same thing. He is a great leader and even better person. Here's my conversation with Coach Greg Gothard. All right, Coach, thanks for taking time out of your busy summer to talk with me a little bit. Absolutely. Now, Glad what, to do it, Kenny. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Now, I, I'm, you said that we were talking off air or before we started recording that you were – you're part of a couple of state championships as a defensive coordinator back yes, in the nineties. Um, I definitely remember those days. I mean, those were, <laughs> those were some pretty solid teams y'all had. Yeah, we were, we were really loaded. Yeah. We, uh, 92, we were state runner up. Um, and then, in, uh, we 93, 94, we wanted back to back at that time, the state, uh, wins in a row at 40 games we won in a row so it was good times man really good football players good team good coaching uh, yeah it was a good time for you i remember every time we played y'all it was i knew i, I knew i'd better eat my wheaties that morning yeah and that's kind of the what we had you know we were at their we were hard-nosed you know nothing yep. spectacular just uh really physical kids and, and really loved to play and, and easy to coach yeah, well, I remember. I think one year we were pretty decent. I think we were one and two in the district right when I was at right. Fox, and I remember we come right. into there and we thought we had a chance. And man, it was just it was it was the definition of three yards in a cloud of dust. And then boom, you know, big play. <laughs> I remember, golly, I mean that line was so good. It was just yeah, like that, right, yes, sir. I mean, it's just like you know, all right, I'm gonna stalemate this guy, and then you know, I get hit by another guy, and then it's just like, oh, there goes running back. You know, that was yeah, some really we good were, teams. Those those teams in the early nineties were that we were really good up front, skill wise. We had good kids, but not not anybody that you know. Mm-hmm. It was we was better in the in the trenches, yeah. where we were really made the difference. I remember Coach Tunnel told me one time, I, uh, years as ran, we was runner up in one when I was a head coach there, had Kobe Cypress and Billy Rife and. And uh, coach, <laughs> and we were pretty hard nosed up, but we were really small and, yeah. and uh, kind of passed together up front. He said, if you'd had that O line and you had in the early 90s with those guys, y'all could have beat Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what, what's, kind of, what's kind of the difference between uh, summer as a college coach as opposed to college or a summer as a high school coach? All right, that's a great question. So, for some schools, you know, getting college, you got to have a, a certified strength coach to be in a weight room. So that pretty well in summertime, so that pretty well eliminates uh, our our stuff. Where the high school coach, you know, what you're doing in a weight room mm-hmm. is is on you. So yeah, uh, you're kind of doing all that, and you got the kids or are pretty well captive you know they're either living in fox or in valma mm-hmm. you know and so they're you're, you're on that and you're you're looking dealing with a lot smaller uh sex you know 20 30 kids where obu you know we're in you know we'll dress day one we'll have 125 to 30 kids and, and then so in summertime wow. it just 
most of our kids are dispersed across the, the country. Yeah. So we'll have, a, you know, a few in and, and we're not set up at, at OBU for uh, kids to live on campus. We have a few, but where your other schools, I'm uh, talking Division Two, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they'll get their kids on campus in, in maybe early July, late June. Yeah. Uh, and, and do that, and then they have their strength coach or however they work that. I'm actually one of three of our coaches on staff that can, can work out with them uh, in the summer, but we have uh we don't we don't have to but but I, I could uh, I have certification to do that but mm-hmm. so it's a little uh, we got a little bit less to do as far as you know hands on with the kids or just more to do paperwork you know you're recruiting yeah. you're working camps that type of stuff so you're trying to get those next kids so most of your time in the summer for us anywhere spent trying to find the next kid that you're going to sign in the next year. Yeah. But since you made that transition to coaching college football, what would you say the biggest difference between the two is? Kenny, it's just, I, I learned this. I remember when I, I took, you know, got this job and, and football, you know, we were going to start practice, whatever day it was, but I was burning a candle at both ends. Cause I really, mm-hmm. I literally thought, I'm going to get out here on this practice field and all these coaches, these players are going to look at me, where did this jack wagon come from? <laughs> he, he don't know his butt from a hole in the ground. Yeah. And, you know, I really, I thought, man, I may get fired right here on the first day. Yeah. So I was really trying to, you know, be, <laughs> you know, leaving the office late and just trying to make sure everything was going like it needed to go and I'd be prepared. And remember the head coach would, his, he was leaving. He'd stop by. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm good. I just not no coach. I said I'm here at, at night before. I said, feel like the train has already left the station, and I'm I'm still here at the station. Yeah. He just laughed. After the first day of practice, we're walking off. He goes, "You figured it out, didn't you?" I said, "What?" He goes, "Football's football. It doesn't matter." Yeah. Pee wee. And so I would say, football, no matter what level you're coaching, it's just football. Not, nothing's there's nothing different. You know. Yeah. Low man always wins. Ball security, mm-hmm. uh, all of those things. Uh, most physical team typically wins. Although that's that kind of football, that style of football is is not. Uh, you know, it's it, the game has changed oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. You know, from when you were playing, and, and you know, even further back to when I was playing, it's just a it's a it's a different game. You know what guys are getting penalties for. <laughs> uh, at all at all levels, yeah. it was was a great hit. You know, was what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, your players to do, and and uh, and wasn't nobody griped about it. It's just There's if you're the, the one that got your face knocked in, you just, you got up and and, <laughs> and went on because that's part of the game. And that's all changed. I think it's probably I don't know. Uh, I guess I should say it's probably better for the game. I don't know if it is or not. I think you're probably thinking the same along the same lines I am. I guess it is. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's just a I think it goes with society all and this is probably going down a trail, I don't want to be going down, but it's just we're just softer all over as a society and, and in some ways that's good, but you know, there's there's nothing nothing wrong with being hard nosed and, and, and going to work and mm-hmm. and you know, that's what our country was built on, and, and that's what our freedom was built on. Yeah. I mean, you know, God's getting after it. But 
anyway, it is what it is. So, you know, I, and I'm right with everybody else. Somebody gets a big hit, that's a flag, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now, it's ingrained it. Yeah, it's ingrained in us now, but it's, it wasn't that way back then. So, um, but no, you know, Kenny, football's football, you know, and football, in my opinion, is the greatest game I've ever been because it teaches teamwork and, you know, and, and you know, at high school level, at, at college level, it doesn't matter, you know, what we all, at the end of the day, we want to, you know, be a good teammate. And I think that's what football does. And I think that's what our society needs is, is just good neighbors, good teammates. You know, the camps I work, that's what I try to tell kids. I don't, I don't have any special formula on playing football, mm-hmm. but I think I think we all can learn to to, to be, you know, good teammates and, and do what's right by our teammates and do what's right by our neighbors. And I think that trans, you know, this makes for better people, better society, better husbands, better dads. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now you talked about recruiting, you know, going out on a recruiting trip. What is right. what is that like going out on on the on recruiting trips <laughs> for a coach? It's 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 fun. I mean, because for me, and it may not be for some people, and that's probably the biggest question I get asked by especially guys that I coach with or against. Mm-hmm. You know, I bet you hate recruiting. No, I really don't because I'm a I like relations. And, and that, again, getting back to being a teammate, being a good teammate, it's all football's about relationship. Yes. Uh-huh. And so, you know, you can build those relationships when you coach peewee kids. You can build those relationships when you're coaching high school or junior high or college or NFL. It's, at the end of the day, it boils down to relationships. And so that's what recruiting is, is just building relationships. So for me, I love one of my favorite parts of being a college coach is being able to go on Friday night and watch Carl Albert and Midwest City play, or going watching Jinx Union play, or, or you know, yeah, uh, you know, Fox versus Empire, whatever, you know, Velma mm-hmm. versus Alma, so to speak, whatever, yeah. you know, just in watching how good coaches coach because I I only knew what I, I coached for Glenn Poole for thirteen years and and you know then I I was they had coached for seventeen years or six whatever it was and so I didn't know any any other way I didn't coach it in a lot of other places and so uh it's just good to see how people do things different and, and football again at the end of the day it's just you know you the, the good programs the the coaches are not coaching different but they're loving their kids and that mm-hmm. that's that's the difference and so that's the part i like and they build relationships with coaches build yeah. relationship with the with the athlete you know and and whether i get them signed or not you know, after we play a game and in, in, in the GAC at our at our level, and you know, you're going through a line, and some kids say, "Hey, Coach Scott," or, you know, yeah. you know, and yeah. so you, you, even though they didn't go to OBU, they went yeah. to East Central or wherever, and you, you still got those relationships. But that's what that's what's going to last. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I never thought so that, of it like that, that. Yeah, for me, that's fun. You know, that's the good part. Now, it get tiresome. Yes. Does it hmm. get old? Yes, because it's. It's it's never stops. Recruiting oh, never yeah. stops. You oh, know, and mm-hmm. it's especially at Division Two or NAI or D three. You're you're really you you got to go above and beyond. Where you know, if I'm at University of Oklahoma, I walk in some place and offer a kid. Yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. hey, you know that's good, but you know, it's it's if we go on a 
if I explain like this. So when we go to Dallas to recruit or Houston or wherever we're at, so I'll go typical for me. I'll in Dallas. I'll try to hit eight, twelve schools in a day. Oh wow! Yeah. And so those schools are all really close together down there. It's not like going, you know, from Oklahoma to Texas. You know, especially out in the rural areas. So if I'm going from Fox to Valma to Empire to Duncan to yeah. you know Marlowe. Chick Shay, that, that's, that's a lot of miles. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while. So you may get six to eight in Oklahoma in a, in a day. In Texas, you're, you know, in the Metroplex, you can you can knock those out. But the difference is, you know, I walked into uh, Lancaster High School this last recruiting season down there in the spring. And, and the University of Missouri coach got there just a little bit before I did. And yeah. he was talking to the head coach and, and he said, hey, you go before me because I bet you, he said, I've been D2. I know you got a lot of other schools to go to. He said, this is the only one I'm going to today. So those those D1 guys, they'll go into a town or and they're hitting one school, maybe two schools a day. Yeah. You know, because they're they're targeting that four, three-star, five-star, whatever. You mm-hmm. know, we're, we're just trying to, you know, anybody that can spell their name right and play a little football <laughs> or, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So oh, that, yeah, yeah. that's the, the difference in, you know, Division Two. It's like we're, we're casting a pretty broad net trying to trying to get that where those guys are just really honing in on a particular kid at whatever school he's at. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not just saying this. I, I've, I've kind of noticed over the years, it seems like, oh, and that may just be me not paying attention to it, but in the past, oh, 15 years or so, I, I feel like, you guys at OBU have really kind of put yourself on the map as far as football in Oklahoma. Because I mean, it's there's just something about it when you when whenever I'm when I think OBU football, I do kind of think of that's one of the top one of the one of the higher echelon Division two programs in the state. And I don't, I don't know you. if that's a I don't know if that's something that y'all kind of focus on, but it's like you, you know it you is, put yeah. your, you pull up your website or whatever, and it kind of pops. You know, I mean, that, yeah, I do think well, that you guys are do, going in the right direction. Well, thank you. We Coach Milo, uh, Jason Milo, does our he's our recruiting coordinator. We do try to hit Oklahoma hard and and uh, try to be seen and try to be out at at as many games as we can. And, mm-hmm. and we know, uh, you know, especially since several of us have Oklahoma roots and coached in high school, and uh, you know, we're trying to get those kids in. And 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 we have been fortunate to to be uh, you know on the upside of a lot of our in in state games mm-hmm. over the last however many years it's been so we've been very fortunate uh, you know there's there's some other good programs in the state and, and uh you know it's it's tough to win on the road and in, in, in college football that's for sure yeah uh you know uh but yeah we're trying we're we're, we're trying to climb that ladder last year we were able to be in a uh, selected for a bowl game and, and was able to win that and so yeah we're want to make the playoffs now this is our we just finished 10 years of playing and, uh, yeah, we're trying to be the D D two program in Oakland. That's that's one of our big goals. Yeah. Now, for a high school player that wants to play at the next level, what is something that you think that they need to know about the college game that they may not see from the outside looking in? I know, like for me, I mean, this was in the nineties. Right. You know, it definitely was no social media and stuff like that. But right. it just what I was not prepared for was the mental part of playing yes. college ball. Yes. So that's something yes. I, I've, one of my sons really wants to play college football, and I keep telling him, yeah. I'm like, hey, 
you know, you may be one of the better ones here, but when you get up there, it's totally different. You yeah. know, and just, I mean, it, it's, it it's is, a grind. Yeah, yeah it, it is a grind, especially most of your smaller school kids come in, and and it is a shock because most of those kids are playing football, basketball, baseball, or football, wrestling, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. So they're multi-sport athletes, and we love that. But it, what makes it hard for those type of kids is they're used to doing, you know, they don't get bored because they're on to the next sport. Yeah. And I don't know that they get bored, but it's just such a grind. Uh, and even for, for me, the first couple of years, and that first year especially, you know, we get to start fall camp, say August 5th or 6th, whatever, and we don't play anybody or see anybody till the first game. So we got like 20, you know, 23 days of straight. Uh, practice maybe two days off because all that's regulated by the NCAA. You know what you mm-hmm. can do when you can do it, but there's no scrimmages. There's no, it's just you know it's a hard grind, especially when we come in before school starts. We're typically got about two weeks that you're looking at you know 120 kids on campus, yeah, and there's nothing else but football. So you're practicing, you're beating, and if you're not you know keeping them busy then they find other ways to be busy which sometimes yeah. is not good <laughs> <laughs> yep but it's just a little bit of a it is a grind uh but again if they go into it with the, the attitude that you know i'm here for the long haul i'm here you know i'm going to build a relationship i'm going to go be a good teammate uh, then, then they'll be fine but it is it is a grind and one thing that's foreign to me uh, all of these kids coming in, I'd say 99% of the kids that come in get homesick. And that's yeah. something back in my day we never even heard of. So we got to really, <laughs> yeah, you know, stay on top of that and make sure we're putting those guys with older guys and pairing them up. And just because everybody, I mean, everybody gets to that point. And, yeah. And, uh, but, and I'd say this too there's a place for every kid. You know, every kid in the high school plays high school football. Ninety-nine percent of them want to play college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it may not be at University of Oklahoma or OBU, but it could, you know, or Lane. They're somewhere. If they find, they can find it. Now, it may not be close to home. Yeah, but there's a place for everybody, and that's one thing that I didn't realize as a as a young high school player. And that's why I tell kids all the time. I, I've had kids call and say, I really want to go to OB. Well, your grades won't get you in for one. Yeah. Two, your athleticism <laughs> won't get you on the you know, won't yeah. get you on the field. I try to be honest with kids. Oh yeah, that's, yeah said, absolutely. He goes, you know, and I, I remember this one kid, he just kept emailing me, he was he wanted to play so bad and, and I said, Look, you can you can come on, but you're gonna have to pay your way and we'd love to have you. I said, But is there anybody else? He goes, yeah, there's like three NAI schools. I said, well, go there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go where, go where you fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody should, you know, go in to, to death just to play college football. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and get that a lot. So there's, there's a place for everybody to play, and it's just like I say, there is a little bit of a, a grind, but once they get through that initial area grind, whatever, then they'll it mm-hmm. kind of just becomes part of life. That's kind of 
finally where I'm at as a, as a coach at this level, the first year, like I said, it was kind of a little bit of a culture shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, what does what does OBU look for? Like, whenever you guys are going out, what, is there any specific thing you guys look for in an athlete that, that, that you want to represent your program? Well, absolutely. So, you know, we're going to – you know, obviously you, you're looking for those kids that stand out. So, I, I hear some of our coaches talk about, you know, when we go to – XYZ high school playing ABC high school and, and you want to be recruited by us and then you need to stand out whether you're an O lineman or a D lineman or a DB or whatever you need to you know you just you need to be hey I know we're you need to be the best player on the field yeah you know and that, and that's and that's not entirely true it just depends on where you're at but I but that's one thing you need to be and, and then we wanted to play hard you know and mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll We'll talk to their coaches, and we'll talk to you know. We're in the school recruit. We'll talk to secretaries. Hey, I'm recruiting. No, Billy Bob here. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's a great young man. And that, that's one here. If they go, they kind of roll their eyes. They may not say anything, <laughs> but by body language, you're going like, all right. Yeah. You know, and I've I've had coaches, and I even as a high school coach myself, I go like, you know, he, yeah, he can play, but you don't need that headache. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to do as much research as we can, and then at OBU, we got high academic standards, academic school. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better, uh, one of the better, uh, at, you know, diplomas you can get in Oklahoma, and and so uh, we need kids to be able to fit in academically. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, that that's one thing. So for me, I'll just go back trying. I think I, I don't know if I'm answering your question like you wanted, but oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Me, for me, I, you know, I'm offensive line coach, so I'm going to watch kid on film or whatever is my initial look or at a camp or whatever. So, you know, Kenny, you know, at a, if it's live, if, I were, if it's at a camp, I want to see, you know, I don't even be perfect, but I want to see him compete. Yeah. You know, and then, to, then you know, O-line now, it, I need size, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to. We won a ton of football games at Valmo with small linemen. Yeah. And, and, and undersized kids at other positions. But uh, for, uh, you know, but but you, you want to see them. Uh, so size is, does matter up front. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then we're going to check their grades, you know, and then we're going to start talking to their coaches. And so we want, you know, we just want that kid that's going to, you know, and we got kids that mess up, but, and there's always a way back. We're going to do our best, our due diligence, find kids that are going to work hard, that can play football, that can fit in academically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do they got to be, you know, straight-laced, all that? No, but we want kids that are, that are going to do the best they can yeah. at whatever they're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that they're driven. Uh, and, and talent is, is important. But it's not the the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing one thing that I have noticed just in the past, you know, a couple of years, especially since my you know, my sons has really kind of talked about playing uh, college ball, is I'll I'll get on Twitter and I'll see you know kids that are saying that they've they're they're like a sophomore or something in high school and they're saying that they've signed or something to some school. I mean, it just seems like kids are doing a really good job of promoting themselves on social uh, media. Is that something yeah. that that's kind of a uh, an important 
factor for high school kids to do for themselves to just make highlights and Twitter yeah, stuff and all that. Yeah, and that and Twitter's uh, uh, really how most people are treating. I, I'm not on Twitter, but all other coaches do, and so that that's one of the biggest ways. And you know, the worst thing they can do is is pay money to a recruiting service because that's awful. That ain't going to help anybody. It's going to make those people richer. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry. Um, got sidetracked but, uh, <laughs> right. I'm kind of like that but yeah they need to go in there and their huddle uh, you know go in there and stop the head it's not that one of their coaches his job to, to make those highlighted stirs and they don't need to make a three hour long highlight <laughs> they need their 10 to 12 best plays maybe 15 max because again we're looking at just in our recruiting base that we have at OBU O-linemen for this next season I've already looked at over 700 O-linemen oh wow man so yeah now some of those I never get to the film because I get there and their GPA is too low to get into school so I don't I gotta skip them some kids I get to and they're five foot nine you know Mm -hmm. uh, or whatever so there's some things that eliminate or they're you know they're they go to school in Maine or whatever so Mm -hmm. we're nationwide but we understand that we want the Oklahoma kids the the Texas kids is typically where we recruit and then we get some Arkansas Kansas you know that surrounding state yeah we we do have a few my best one of my best on if not my best old lineman that I've had is from Fairbanks Alaska <laughs> so you know he so we do get wow. those kids but that doesn't make up the nucleus of our deal but mm-hmm. going back to the recruit they need to Get those highlights, the very best play they had on the season. If it was week 10, week 1, whatever, that needs to be the first play. And then their second best play. So it takes time. They need to put it in there. They need to highlight yourself at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just a circle, nothing fancy. You know, there's all kinds of things they put on there. Hey, watch this or whatever. Just yeah. keep it simple. Keep it clean because we're just wanting to watch them play. And if the highlights catch are, you know, the first couple, catching that we'll be watching to the end if there's you know 10 minutes we're not watching it doesn't matter we just you just don't have time yeah and so you you got to do something you know eight to ten maybe 12 highlight plays your best plays at the first something to catch the coaches out that makes him want to watch and investigate more yeah. and then then your grades it doesn't matter if it'll be you or anywhere else your grades academics are highly important Mm-hmm. And so the high, the better your GPA, your ACT, your SAT, the more money you're going to get academically, which and therefore is going to help. You know, again, D one's a whole other ball game because they just they they covered all yeah with the, with with that. But, um, so those are things, and then again, like I say, uh, just you, we want to you know be a good teammate, do the things you're supposed to do because we call the coach and stuff. And, and like I say, we walk into the walk in the hall, we see it a guy sweeping a hall or a lady or whatever working with a hey you know billy boy yeah hey he's a great kid or hey you know well good luck with him you know yeah, yeah. so uh, it all it all matters you know everything you do and and then going back to the social media stuff what you post on on twitter and instagram and all that's going to follow you so oh yeah you can't you can't be uh can't lose your mind on that stuff yeah you know? man i cannot imagine looking trying to pick <laughs> A select few of kids from 700 videos. I, c- I, c- yeah. I, c- I can't imagine that. I mean, it's, it's 
And then it's you mind boggling. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and then you do that, and then you find some you want, and there's not a guarantee that when you get them there, that That's right. they're going to work oh, yeah. out. So, boy. Absolutely. Yeah, you know. I've had had two kids recruited several years ago, just kind of tell you. So, had two kids come in, top two O-linemen. I get an email from one of his mom said, Coach, little Johnny is homesick, but he's yeah. your problem. <laughs> make sure you take care of it. He ain't coming home. And then I got another <laughs> mom call me. She said, I'm on the way to pick up little Johnny number two because he's homesick. I said, well, going to work through it. Nope, I'm getting him. I said, all right. So. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Yeah. That's, mm. Now let's kind of shift to the high school days for a minute. Okay. What was, uh, what was it like coaching under Coach Poole? I love Glenn Poole. So yeah. I played yeah, so going back just to so, so Coach Poole became the head coach at Kingston in nineteen seventy nine. No, eight, seventy eight, season seventy eight was my sophomore season. And the guy we had before him was zero disciplinarian and mm-hmm. and we could do whatever we wanted, whatever and so Coach Poole rolls in there and run a a, a tight ship and held us accountable and of course immediately we we disliked that, yeah. and, uh, but then we started, you know, we just wanted to be good, you know, and mm-hmm. so we realized that that's part of it, and so I uh, played for him. I was fortunate enough that he hired me at Kingston out of high school, out of college, and I coached there for him for five years, and then we made the move to, to Velma in 89, and uh, so Glenn uh, was such a great coach, and had a great mind for the game. Uh, he demanded uh, excellence from players and coaches, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he would he would get after you as a coach, as a player. Uh, if your dad was the mayor or your dad was a ditch digger, mm-hmm. or he didn't have a dad, it didn't matter. He he didn't he didn't hold any. It didn't matter. He was just going to coach the way you need to be coached, and you know. Uh, and the thing is, he. He coached us hard, and as players and coaches, but what he had a hard time doing was that he really did. He did. He just didn't say. He, he loved his players. Yeah. And it, you had to look through all the rough to really understand that as a coach and as reflecting on the time. I remember speaking at his funeral. One thing that I realized, you know, he he stayed on us, and he thought that guy hates my guts, <laughs> but you know. The thing that that he did that we it just we didn't realize till after you know, he, he would get after us, but now fans or other players, uh, you know, other teams, or he, he protected us. Mm-hmm. We were his guys, yeah, and he was going to do whatever it took to protect his guys. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes we thought he did it in odd ways. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. he was just such a, you know, do the game, uh, highly intelligent, uh, you know, just kind of a introvert. But, but man, he just lived, breathed, and, uh, and he did it year round. Uh, it didn't matter, you know. I, I, I never was like that. I don't. I never, you know, just twenty four seven thought about, uh, you know, football. I feel mm-hmm. a little bit more now because I have to. But yeah, uh, you know, he he. Bill, sir, we may be playing golf in July, and he'd be going like, 
hey, you remember when we do? We need to do this next year. And we're like, I ain't even, I ain't even thought. I don't even care at this point. Yeah, yeah. But no, Glenn was was. I loved it. You know, we we uh, he he was a great man, and I'm very thankful that that I was able to coach under him and play under him and coach with him. And uh, if we'd have been smart, we'd have stayed together longer and probably won a lot more games than, than he did after he left and more than I did as a as the head coach there. So we made a good pair because he was, uh, you know, good cop, bad cop. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it all worked out good. And, and uh, I think we both realized that after it was probably up. But we kind of got to the point that we was probably, we thought anyway, we needed to move on. Yeah. Uh, but but it was good you know like I say Kenny he, he was such a, a godly man and, and worked hard and, and you know he loved his players with, with unquestionably but it was just you know yeah, did it in ways that you know to the naked eye you may not realize it but you know again just kind really of, demanded excellent he demanded that out of himself too and, yeah yeah kind of kind of that tough love type of coach oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. now i mean you no. you said you probably would have had more success if you stayed with him but i mean you had success on your own i mean you're a hall of famer uh, we, you you've been a part no, we cha- did and, and yeah absolutely we did and everything that's what i remember the the guy the duncan banner whoever it was back in the days that when i took over so well, you gonna try to what do you change? And I said, change? I wasn't trying to remember what we were doing. <laughs> he won so many dang games. I think he was there nine years at Velma or whatever and won 98 games. Yeah. And, you know, he's, it, it, you know, and I don't remember how many I won, whatever it was. And, and I just know if he would have been there, whatever we won, we'd have won at least. We'd have won more if he'd have been there. You know, we'd still been together. That's my opinion. If we'd have done that, he'd have probably been the all-time. You know, winning his yeah. coach probably at, in Oklahoma or not right at the top. So because yeah. he's all, he's like probably top five or top eight anyway, maybe top ten. I don't know. I had looked yeah. uh, in a while, but it, you know, he won a lot of football games, three state championships, mm-hmm. uh, one runner-up, and you know, just did it a lot of time a lot less talent than, than other people had. Yeah, yeah. But you know, anyway, he. He was he was a good one, and you know I was blessed, like I say, to to, to coach and play for him. And, and even though we had some knockdown dragouts at times <laughs> <laughs> during the game, during practices, it didn't matter. We, you know, I was too stupid to, to keep my mouth shut. A lot of times, was I, I know one time I said something, and I go, "Oh, did, that was an inside thought. Did that did that come out?" That kids go, "Yeah, that was that. We all heard that." I said, "Thanks." <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, but we got, you know, we always, team come first. And, you know, even if we had our, our differences and, and whatever. You know, I remember in 94 preseason, we had three or four solid running backs. And I go, like, you know, game's online. I think we ought to, you know, put this kid in. And he goes, well, I think this other guy is better, you know, if the game's on the line. And, and uh, just kind of just – kind of a story of how things went sometimes and I said well you know you're the head coach you put in who you want but just because you're a coach I mean I gotta agree with that I would put in yeah. this kid you know and he got mad and we argued <laughs> 30 minutes for no reason and I, I kept going like at the end of the day you're the guy you put in who you want Yeah. and then 
were playing in the semifinals or something, games online, and he put in that kid that I that I'd said that I who I thought was more reliable at the time, and he come back and goes, "You're right, that kid's better." <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the few times he said that, but, but yeah, uh, you know, some things, everything was. Uh, with with Glenn was you know it was he he hated losing so if we're yeah. playing golf or whatever he's going to try to win and even if it's an argument he's going to try to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now with all the success you had in, in the high school ranks, all the championships you've been a part of, um, what was it that kind of made you decide to make the jump to the college ranks? I mean, and, uh-huh. and specifically like OBU, what was it that attracted you there? Well, Kenny, I think that's an easy question. So I had no intentions of doing anything but coaching high school football. I mean, as a young coach, I was like, yeah, I went to coach the University of Notre Dame one day, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and even as a Class A, 2A coach, you know, I went to coach at, at Ardmore or Carl Albert. And I, and mm-hmm. I actually, I've had, I had many chances over the 25 years I was at Valmama to, to have other places, some some equally in size, some 4A, 5A, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just never was, you know, God never led and opened the doors to, to make that happen. And and uh, even, you know, even uh, toward the end, you know, I, I was, uh, I wasn't even thinking about doing anything but coaching football at Valmama until they had to carry me off and, <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and be right there and still be living there. Coach Coach Jensen uh, had an opening at OBU and and called me and said, "Hey, I've got an opening this talk." And so uh, well, I was with him and and just kind of one thing led to another. I was able to retire out of high school, and they don't pay you enough. Yeah. You know, the yeah. money's not good enough in Division Two to to sustain a family. You know, if you're married and have kids, and cool, my retirement was able to draw it and what they paid me then it, it basically was a wash and, and uh, so was able to, to make the move and it was just you know King God's just always ahead of us you know and I wasn't going to leave Kingston because that was home and I really intended on dying and everything in Kingston America and mm-hmm. well I'm going to come open and Coach Paul wanted me to go and I said I'm not going and, <laughs> and uh, it ended up I went and uh, you know I always tell a story my wife was you know because she grew up in Kingston as well we parents were there our church was there and we moved to Velma and she cried all the way and <laughs> Kingston's pretty you know the lake's pretty mm-hmm. and you go to Velma it's pretty ugly the landscape <laughs> but the people are great and so that become home we was able to raise our two kids Kirsten Cord there and uh you know Velma Alma was was awesome and yeah. uh when we left there uh, <laughs> she cried all the way to Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, it, it's just, I wasn't intending on doing anything. Like I say, if, if Coach Jensen would have called me, I'd still be at Velma doing mm-hmm. my thing. But, you know, God had a plan. And we love our, I love being where I'm at. I love coaching with the coaches I, I get to coach with. Mm-hmm. I love our church. Uh, and, you know, so I'd say, again, it's about relationships and, yeah. At going back to my Kingston days, that was high school. That was, you know, family, friends. Uh, but then we made better, you know, or you know, just as good, if not better, friends in the Belmont area. Now we we've done the same thing, and I think that's all that 
is key too. We get we get hooked up, you know, in our churches and and uh, you know, and doing that. So I don't know what tomorrow holds. I've never uh, said I am gonna be at Valmo or Kingston. You know, always in my mind. I thought, hey, I'll be here for a long time. But you know, uh, same thing at OB. I, I plan on being here for a long time, but I don't know what tomorrow holds. And I just always, you know, God, if you want me here, I'm gonna be here. If you want me to move, you know, open some doors or get me where you want me. Yeah. And because that's the end of the day, yeah, that's that's one my opinion. That's what I need to be more faithful to, and so it's been really good, and it it, it was much needed. Uh, again, my my time at twenty five years of Alma was twenty five awesome years, and and still got long lasting relationships that's never going to end and and that's what i say home i usually say i'm from belma that's like where's home belma yeah well really it's kingston but Mm -hmm. you know most of my life has lived in belma yeah and uh and so uh you know my grandkids are down in that area now so we we get back but uh you know now home is is uh obu and shawnee america and, and you know uh i didn't like i was a redskin and i was a we, we were red and white baby all the way and then when I moved to, to Velma I, I didn't even like maroon but then maroon was my favorite color <laughs> yeah. and everything in my closet was maroon although maroon is you get so many different versions of it they all look different Yeah. Uh, but that's all I had and when I left I think I kept like two or three items and since then I've got, I don't think I've got maybe two or three uh, things left from Velma but yeah. You know, now, and I did I dang sure didn't like green, but right now, everything <laughs> I buy, if I can get it, there's a choice of color, I want green. So, yeah. you know, I try to be all in wherever I'm at. And, and uh, you know, like I say, I didn't, I didn't really have any goals or whatever to be here just by chance. And it's, it was a really good fit for me. And hopefully it, it's been that way for Coach Jensen and OBU football too. Hopefully they feel the same way. But it was just, it was a good time for me, even though I didn't realize it. I think I've become a little stagnant, and I think the kids mm-hmm. in Belmont are probably better uh, because of that. Now, you know, they, you know, well, I, I remember speaking when I was leaving. Sorry, I, I talked too much. But, no, uh, no, no, you're fine. When I when I spoke to the football team uh, at Belmont to leave to tell them I was leaving, I think there was like 13 kids that I coached their dads. Oh, uh, in, in the locker room at that time, give or take a few, and uh, so yeah, and it, like I say, I really expected to be talking to to grandkids of kids that I coached. <laughs> yeah. So they they probably gave me a little touch too too much leeway there, but you know, uh, but you now I, I it, it wasn't planned, but I think uh, looking back, it was it was right time for both. I think again, I think Belmont benefited more than I did but I think it was good for my family mm-hmm. uh, to be to be in a you know renewed challenge me to be at a different level just you know make me really start digging and learning more and not be so stagnant and mm-hmm. uh, but again if I was still in Velma I would be certainly happy with that and, and uh, would have no regret yeah well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking time and speaking with me. It was it was a fun interview. Well, I appreciate it, and and I'm sorry it took so long to track down. <laughs> that's that's hey, you're a busy man. I understand. Uh, I don't know if I'm busy. I just want to thank. I just want everybody to think I'm busy. But I, I enjoyed it, <laughs> Kenny. And and if you ever need it again, just holler. I, I, as you can tell, I can talk. So. <laughs>
All right, let's go through the list. Hall of Famer, a Christian father and husband, respected by his peers, humble, great leader, a man that holds himself to high standards and the kids he coaches at any level. Everything a coach and any person wants to be said about him. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches. That's Kenny with an E. Until next time.